Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Stewart. Hello. We are a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. Hosted on Ghost Cult Magazine. Today, we have our beautiful friend, the angry metal guy himself. Yo. <laughs> that didn't sound sufficiently angry, Phil. We, we, were, we yeah. were waiting for it to be like super mega angry. Yeah, I was trying to hype you. No, it's... um. I mean, the, the joke is that I'm actually, I got old and I became amiable prog, prog rock guy, but. Aw. Yeah. It's a little bit you disappointing. Say, it is a little disappointing. I'm not, I'm not nearly, I mean, honestly, I've never been particularly angry. The, the thing about the name is that um, it was a joke, right? Sure. Like, because I'm not a particularly angry guy. But. Sorry but you do have a tendency to have some of the most honest reviews in underground metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do. And that has to do with, um, I mean, so, so the thing is that, that when I started doing reviews, um, I guess it was like a decade ago now. Actually, I mean, we are, we are sitting right about on the, on the 10-year mark exactly. It was late May of 2009 when I started Angry Metal Guy. And basically, in order to produce content uh, fast enough when I was writing by myself, I just refused to listen to stuff that I wouldn't review. So, so what ended up happening was that I started writing negative reviews. But also, I guess I sort of naively thought that as a critic, you were allowed to write ne negative reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think that actually, I mean, in talking to the like promo guys from bigger labels, they definitely don't want you doing that and are really, uh, really not happy uh, when you do it. So, but you know, like that, that's, um, that's kind of how it started. But I actually feel like in retrospect that I was probably a bit brutal early on. Mm -hmm. And I have tried to um, come up with a standard for myself and for, for our writers, which is basically like, uh, a negative review should be useful to everybody. So if you know that you don't necessarily agree with my taste, you should be able to read that review and still walk away saying, I think I'm going to like that record. Totally. Now, okay, Matt, you, why don't you ask a comic book story one before I, I get into my thing? Yeah, so, okay, so I actually remember um, you, uh, my buddy who I started my blog with uh, when I was 14, wrote you an email in like 2010 for advice. Um, and, and you wrote back and we were really excited because we thought you were like a huge deal. Um, <laughs> okay. So what, what was the, like, why did you start writing reviews and why did you start wanting to write like a lot of reviews? Okay. Well, uh, so actually, I first started writing reviews on um, um, on a website called Unchain the Underground. I remember that. Um, yeah, it was like ages ago, right? Um, and uh, the worst part is I actually like remember reviews you wrote from that website because that's how <laughs> few friends I had in middle school. <laughs> 
awesome. Yeah, so I mean, but that's where I discovered, I mean, it was in that period when I discovered like Rhapsody. This dude sent me my first Rhapsody CD. Um, and like Sonata Arctica and uh, Orphan Land, because I got, um, what did I get? I got Mabul to review. And I mean, so I mean, I got, it was really cool. And I, I did that and I wasn't a great writer and I wasn't particularly reliable. Um, and it sort of fizzled out after a while. But then when I moved to Sweden, um, I wasn't a resident and they passed this piracy law. And not that I had ever pirated, but just in case. Um, was that like uh, a not that I ever pirated wink or is it like a not that I ever pirated? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I actually was basically because I was, um, I had been on a student visa, um, and I don't know if you guys, I mean, when I came, the dollar crashed right when I had money in the U.S. bank. Like, I, in a U.S. bank, I hadn't moved it to a Swedish bank. So I basically lost thousands of dollars overnight. Oh, jeez. Um, and that meant that I, uh, that meant that I was really poor. So, so I actually uh, was downloading some music um, to sort of keep up with stuff because I was super poor and I couldn't get a job because I was on a student visa and I'm from the US, right? So the EU and US don't play well together in that sense. So, um, so then what ended up happening was in Sweden, they passed this law um, that was like meant to sort of take on, uh, it was like a three strikes law meant to take on uh, piracy. And I was like, well, you know, I would like to be a resident someday. I don't particularly need, need the, these strikes. Fuck it, I I will um, I'll take con I'll contact the guys at Napalm because uh -huh. I know I know the people at Napalm Records because uh, I had been working for this band Vintage Shorty um, doing their MySpace and stuff like this. So I, I, I just want to point something out before you before you keep going. Uh -huh. the, the people who they made that law about, which was the Pirate Bay people, now run the biggest company in Sweden, which is yep. not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fantastic. No. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was, and also it was almost impossible to enforce. I've never heard of anybody yeah. getting in trouble or whatever. But I mean, so basically I just ended up being like, well, okay. So I asked the guys at Napalm. Uh, and at the time, so 2009, it, it feels like actually in retrospect, like it was a pretty chill time to be getting into blogging because uh, like the promo people were really, really cool with me. Um, so I reviewed a couple of MySpace streams and then I was able to start getting promo from Nuclear Blast and Century Media and they treated me like I was a, a like a magazine. So I was getting stuff like three months in advance and, uh, it was, it was amazing. Right. So and I was, I was just doing, um, all of that kind of stuff. And then I just got really got into it. I really enjoyed it. It was something to do in between sort of like ending my education trying to find a job as an overqualified person who couldn't speak Swedish uh, and then starting in on the rest of my education because I ended up getting into a master's program. So I just, like invested a ton of time into listening to music and writing and, uh, and that's pretty much what I did as a, as a hobby when I wasn't, you know, doing other stuff. So, so it kind of, I sort of fell backwards into it more than, more than anything. And, uh, and then it has sort of grown into this beast um because it's huge now we have like 30 people mm -hmm. i think who write for us and 
Um, you know, I mean, like it's basically we need a full-time st administrative staff to to keep track of our email and deal with with everything. It's it's completely insane. Like if I was um if I was a good capitalist, I probably would be making money off of it at this point, but I'm not. Well, I was going to ask you, have you have, is there a reason why you haven't been doing ads on the site? Like it, it's big enough that you could, but sure. Like, yeah, but is, is it just you don't want to have money influencing it or? What well, so there's a couple of things. I mean, one thing is that I hate advertising on the Internet. Okay. Like, personally, I hate it. So I use Adblock and I, I don't let people track me and I'm really anal about that stuff. And I, and I think that ads are annoying as hell. And yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when, like, Blabbermouth started advertising and they had these, like, super aggressive ads. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And I just thought that, that shit was really annoying. So then when I, I finally... I mean, so that was kind of how I treated it. But I think the other thing about it is, is that, like, if I do that, then I have to, like, incorporate. Mm -hmm. Because I have to be able to earn money, and I have to think about taxes, and I have to deal with all of these other things. And I don't want to do that. It's one of the reasons that I have not, we've also not done merch, is because I don't, I want any merch we do to be revenue neutral. Yeah. Right? I just want everything to pay for itself. Like, I just, that's all I want. I pay, sure. I pay for the website out of my pocket, um, you know, like, and, and I do everything out of, my, out of pocket because I never intended to do this for a career. I just love to write. And, you know, I plan on being a, you know, knock on wood, I will be a professor someday. Mm -hmm. uh, and until then, I'm just going to write about metal because I love doing it. Sure. Good point. Okay, so now... Let's talk about Twitter for a couple minutes because you, you wow. said you hate Twitter. Well, I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. Cause, but you're on it all the time. That's why I was going to say because almost any time I post something, you meant you, you're like responding to me like within two seconds. So, yeah, well, you're, up, you're in my fucking algorithm now. <laughs> like everything you post ends up at the top of my, at the top of my feed. I must be because like, the mentions from you are like all the time. So, okay. So, <laughs> tell me about your love-hate relationship with, twi with Twitter. So I think Twitter is really interesting. Okay. Um, it's sort of a fun medium, right? And there's lots of interesting stuff that goes on. It's particularly cool if you're into things like following, I don't know if you guys remember, like the kind of failed coup in Turkey. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, like I, I, I had a day with, with that, right? I mean, you're just like following the hashtags and, and watching what's going on and like, it's crazy, that stuff is insane. Um, that was the same thing with like the the Arab Spring and you know like anonymous and all of these sorts of things. Twitter is really cool for that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also really interesting right now from the perspective of like this sort of Antifa like backlash against Nazism and then the backlash against the backlash against Nazism and, yep. and these sort of things. But it's also so extremely polarizing, right? Like yeah. you you can't really have a discussion, and if you like if you try to have a discussion, then some people get it, but some people really don't get it, right? Totally. <laughs> and then there's the hop on, and I'm nobody, right? So nobody, like nobody responds to me grand scheme of things. Just mm -hmm. imagine that you're, imagine if you were, you know, actually, actually famous, right? I mean, the hop on is insane. I couldn't even imagine having Twitter if, if 40,000 people were actually responding to my tweet. That would be insane. It would be completely crazy, right? Yep. Yeah. So like, uh, but, but I also think that it's really interesting because there are some cool people out there. There are some people who have been fun to sort of talk to and to, and to follow people who are funny, 
mm-hmm. uh, and this kind of stuff. And I love like these, the Twitter polls and the, and the trolling each other about the Twitter polls. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff I think is, is good fun. So, so I mean, this, that stuff is really, um, and I should say like what I study is that I, I actually study sort of like, um, well, I study interpersonal trust relationships among people who, who do political hacking. So actually oh. I've spent a lot of time on Twitter trying to get people to talk to me yeah. uh, who are involved in sort of like hacktivist groups and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so, so I mean, like I have multiple uses for Twitter. So watching the politics on Twitter is actually really, really interesting and particularly the fights around, uh, the fights around like deplatforming and these sorts of things has been, has been super interesting. But what pisses me off is, is sort of like the way that people like dunk on each other. Were they on each other? Say that they again. dunk. Like oh, dunk. the idea of like dunking on people. That's yeah. the thing that I think drives me the most crazy about it. Totally. Because okay. yeah, ahead. because just quick. Because like if I so I asked this question, sort of like what's your essentially what are your first principles about boycotting Nazi music? I remember. Right. That. So I'm assuming I'm assuming that you want to boycott Nazi music. Yeah. I'm assuming that that's a good idea. Yeah. My question is, why do you want to do it? Like, what do you think is the end game, right? Yeah. And there was a portion there of the people who basically responded by saying, you asking that question makes you, like, basically a bad person. You should understand why. Yeah. And for me, like, as a researcher, that's a stupid response. Like, I understand it's a moral line. I get it's a moral line. What is the purpose of that moral line? So, for example... What if nobody knew that Horner was touring the U.S., right? Like, is it possible that they would have played to the void? Yeah. Right? Like, is it possible that, that like, deplatforming and boycotting uh, of small bands actually raises, their, uh, uh, raises them up some and gives them more attention than they would be getting otherwise? I don't know. That's, a, that's an empirical question. We could, okay. probably, we could probably go out and figure out how to, how to study that. But, like, yeah. for me... For me, there are these sort of these things where I, I don't do well with orthodoxy yeah. uh, and telling me that I have to, like, that I have to understand that asking the question about your first principles uh, is just absolutely not even an appropriate question. That, that just makes me angry because it's like, who, why, why is it because I'm not allowed to, is, we're not allowed to discuss this or are you like performing for somebody else? Are you showing everybody else that you're really good? Uh, that you're a really good activist and and fuck this guy or like what's the what's the deal so yeah so anyway i mean i just think that that's like that, that was those kinds of moments really pissed me off about twitter and and I understand because it's it's so it's like a sugar rush right you you mm-hmm. pop it and you say something mean about somebody or something stupid to somebody you kill nuance and then you move on uh, totally. and you feel good about yourself and your and your fans are like fuck yeah retweet <laughs> and then and nothing and and then what's happened like well then then people are just angry exactly and nothing has happened so that that's like i think that that's the real downside of the sort of quote unquote conversation yeah. that happens on twitter because it's not a conversation well you know what i did i just started muting anybody that did that type of stuff because i just like i don't even like even like like people that are, are acting like that i just don't even want to hear anything from them that's just me personally i just go yeah, yeah. you you know i mean even if it's someone that i followed for a while if they're just constantly just talking negatively like that and like, oh, you can't talk about things. I just, you yeah. know. Like, I just think that's silly. I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, I, uh, but just, just, the, I was going to say, like, just it, 
I um I give people more time. Well, that's because the thing. It's a lot of you can have a conversation sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Like the thing with your the, the thing with your question, I saw that and I was like, oh my god, he's getting attacked left, right, and center. He's just all he did was he asked a question. Yeah. Like, oh. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stay out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like I think if I think if you stay neutral on politics on Twitter, you're pretty much safe. I, pretty much what I like to do nowadays, I just talk about the music, nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. No, I just have trouble. I have trouble with that. I have. I mean, the the joke that I have is I have very important opinions, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. So my very important opinions are on everything. It just happens to be that I that I have a platform where I write about music. Of course, totally. So now, let me ask you a question on that. Do you, how, what do you think about um, metal musicians or just musicians in, in general uh, being political on Twitter and social media platforms? Do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? Just out of curiosity, in any, in any direction. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm torn because sometimes I feel like you get this sort of stick to whatever, stick to yeah. politics, like stick to stick to music, stick to whatever. And like on some level, you live in democratic societies where everyone has the right to opinions. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, as a researcher who studies social movements and who I, is relatively, I, I consider myself to be <clears throat> relatively sophisticated in my understanding of politics. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wish that people would do more research before they said things. Totally. <laughs> but like, I mean, I have trouble. I, you know, I mean, I feel like you get to have the. I mean, you have your values and you have your your ideas about things, and and if you are in a position where I'm just thinking about like the abortion ban stuff that, that happened recently. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you saw people like Kim Kelly and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, I want to say her name is the, the, the Twitter name is Kelsey Chapstick, but I cannot remember what her actual name is. Yeah, uh, anyway, her name is Kelsey in real life. I've met her like once. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, Kelsey. Uh, so, so, and they both like made, posts sort of using their platform and many followers to try to raise money for this sort of political action, right? Yeah. Like, I think that in some cases that that is an entirely reasonable uh, thing to do. If I had an account that was more of a, that wasn't so directly related with the website, I probably would do more things like that. Uh, but we actually have some, because we're so many people, uh, we actually have some sort of internal cleavages on, in terms of politics and particularly in American politics, right? Left split. Yeah, uh, and so there are certain things that we that that I try to avoid in order to kind of keep the peace at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and that's not to say like we're we're all in agreement about like, hey, let's not cover cover Nazi metal, right? Like fascist apologies, apologism is shit that we don't want to deal with. Like we all agree on that. But yeah. uh, but then there are some other places where it's where we 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 just don't agree about things, and um. I will happily have those discussions behind closed doors. I will happily tell you what I think face to face. But because Angry Metal Guy is um, still kind of representative of of this whole group of people, I, I have to be careful. And I think sometimes I'm not, but I have to be careful about how far I I go out being representative of everyone at the website uh, totally. because I think, because I think that I can rub I can rub people the wrong way. Well, I I think there's also something important to be said about you know, kind of being willing to say like, hey, I don't know enough to have an opinion on this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes that's the best route. And I think that especially in sort of social media worlds, 
people don't want to admit that, hey, I don't have an opinion on this. Yeah. Or I don't well, know enough. You know what I mean? But, like, but here's the other thing, too, though, is that one thing that bugs me about Twitter is that there's, it sounds, seems like the Americans and the British seem to think that the whole world revolves around them in terms of politics. Ah. It's like, I don't like, I don't want to hear, like, I mean, I'm not American. I'm not British. I don't want to hear about Trump. I don't want to hear about Clinton. I don't want to hear about Bernie. I don't want to hear about Nigel Farage or whatever his name. I don't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just, that, that's what kind of bugs me. Like, if, and if it was Canadian politics being discussed, I'd, I'd be the same way. But, you know, that, yeah. that's kind of bugs me because there's a lot of non American, non British people. But you go on Twitter sometimes and, you, and it's like it's the end of the world because something happened in the United States or Britain. For sure. Trouble. It doesn't affect the rest of us as much as you think it does you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so although I, interesting I, living in sweden for a long time i'm i'm surprised by how much people really do pay attention to american politics here really um it's yeah. impressive how much people pay attention to american politics here because like i would think that they wouldn't right but like they were i mean i people i know were having like election watch parties and shit really um, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was completely insane. They have like um, at the university here one of the one of the nations, which is like um, the student unions. One of the student yeah. unions had a dinner uh, and a party for the for the twenty sixteen election. Wow! Uh, and of course, of everyone, if the nation of Sweden voted in the United States, it would be like, uh, yeah, well, they would vote one hundred percent for the Democrats, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Uh, so, so I mean, like, obviously, everyone here was very upset. Uh, at what at what happened but it was sort of like it was actually I got a little angry about about it because um, I felt like a lot of people were having very strong opinions about shit that wasn't going to affect them Mm -hmm. uh, after the election and about which they know a lot comparatively but very little compared to what you would know if you were from the US and involved in in politics right so so I mean there there is a level of ignorance um, and I mean of course, this is relate. This is relational because the people here are very, uh, are very knowledgeable about American politics, but yeah. they're not from the U.S. and they don't necessarily ha- understand how the system works. So they can get a little, uh, they can get a little out over their skis sometimes when they're talking about it. But I mean, yeah. it amazes me because up here in Canada, like it, I didn't like you hear a little bit about American politics, but it's not that much, which is kind of funny because we're right on the border. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, say Sweden, they're like doing election party watches and stuff. Maybe that was happening here, and I didn't notice it. But yeah, yeah. It, it's. But you think that you guys would be wild. way more nervous of being on the border? I mean, it wouldn't be hard to invade. Would totally. Hey, and we, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It should affect us more than anything. And I mean, I'm sure it's pretty much. It, I mean, it's not total crickets, but you know, I mean, people aren't as concerned as it seems like the rest of the world. Which, so to me, it's amazing. I go on Twitter, and then it's fun. You know, you see something about. Bernie Sanders said this, and I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm I'm going to bring us back on track because there's literally a Weird Al song about the U.S. invading Canada. (laughs) Oh, dude, there's also a South Park song about the U.S. invading Canada. That one, uh, that's one of the best, like, playing Canada. Fucking love that song, that's amazing. Uh, Anyway, so what I wanted to talk about, because this is something else that's sort of fascinated Curtis and I about you, is you have a very, very high... um, amount of commenters relative to really any other metal website why do you think that is i have no goddamn idea we we have wondered this for a while so 
one of the things that I think writing long form reviews does mm -hmm. and um okay so i gotta see so this is this is absolutely um informed only by like my hypothesis like i do not have any information that you don't so first i mean the first thing i would say is when we started using discuss it went up because of a universal login so i think sure. that, that actually was good right like sure. Uh, despite the fact that I hate Discuss now, and I want them to start on fire, uh, and I hope that they that they go out of business, um, they were very good for us in the beginning because of the universal login. But um, so people started commenting. But I think what ended up happening was that uh, is is that like we have this sort of combination of of a cool commenting group, although not as a big circular, but we have really long reviews, and the people who are responding to the reviews generally speaking you have the patience to read six to nine hundred words about an album yep and then we also don't do lowest common denominator stuff at the site like we don't do news we don't do gossip right uh and i think that that attracts a different it just attracts a different kind of person not to mention the fact that like whenever, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but you have these sort of like ratings of, mm -hmm. of um, your writing. Yep. So how complex your writing is and whatever. And we, we're always like in the red, like you really need to tone this down. You're writing at a college level mm -hmm. or above college level. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I mean, I think that what that does is that it, it sort of selects uh, certain kinds of people. And then I think the other thing that we do is that we moderate pretty hard um i mean we've jokingly called it the the ban like called ourselves the ban hammers um and and it's just like we don't put up with we just don't put up with bullshit and we do watch the comments uh because we like to be involved in them ourselves so i think that those those things together mean that like it started it started being a nice place to comment and then it just took on a life of its own like at some point it turned into this thing where like people were memeing each other like we're, we're we're memeing and i mean there are jokes in there that i don't even understand uh because i don't pay enough attention to the the comment section to keep up with my own comment section uh so i mean that 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 has been a really cool thing but it's also kind of bizarre uh yeah. to see just how incredibly engaged these uh, like pe people are uh, and, and the number of people, like we got new writers out of that, right? Like people, yeah, these people absolutely. are like sending us applications. They want to write for us. And then that feeds into itself, right? Because now we've got like Churd and we've got a couple other guys who, who were like these, uh, stalwarts in the comment section who are now feeding into the comment section. So it's like, I love it. I mean, I think it's a really cool aspect of our site, but like, I can't tell you exactly why why it started happening. I think it's a self-selection process. So. That would, that instinctively, that sort of makes sense to me. I think that, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, yeah, I think that anytime you're not doing news and you're, and you're kind of, because at the end of the day, you're basically all metal nerds writing for metal nerds. It's kind of like Toilet of Hell, where yeah. it's a similar thing, where it's just like, no, this is like a very geeky subset of a subset that we know we're interested in talking about and oh look all these other people not surprisingly want to talk about it it is yeah, just yeah. 
it's basically you guys and I think last rights toilet of hell that actually have an active comments in it, uh, section anymore. It's like everybody else is dead. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because I go and I look at like the bigger magazines where I would expect there to be a lot of people commenting, right? Yeah. Not so much. And then like, I mean, and then Metal Sucks, for example, I remember going and looking at the comments there, but the co comments there are, are, I mean, it's just a toilet. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, you're basically just gazing into the, <laughs> you're gazing into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't understand it because there's so much vitriol mm -hmm. uh, and, and bullshit in those, in those threads. And so, so for me, it's like, I don't know how we got like the nicest fucking people on the internet to come in like, <laughs> comment no. like. And metal guys too. I mean, you'd think that metal guys would be crankier, but no. I mean, like it's it's silly at times. It's just downright silly, and I I, I appreciate it because I feel like it reflects us. Totally. Yeah. No, I have a question before I forget. Is why do you guys not do any streams ever? Is it because you don't want to be beholden to anybody, or or what is it? <sighs> okay. I my my thing about it is this. Um, I mean, some of this is just really about the fact that it, I need to be making money to put more time into the, to the blog. Yeah. Right. So I, I, because of the way that everything developed, I am kind of the, the, I'm sort of the dictator in chief, but also, uh, but also I'm kind of hands off in yeah. some of the day to day stuff. This means that like a lot of the email, uh, and that kind of stuff that would be good, that would be getting fielded by somebody is not getting fielded at all. Yeah. Uh, so so that's part of the problem so it's like we, there's an administrative issue the other thing about it is is that i feel very strongly about promoting things that i like and i know that i like and i don't feel particularly interested in promoting things that i don't uh know that i like now that has to do with just with with um uh that has to do with me like personally yeah. so if someone if, if i had a person on the blog who was like i like this band they need a place to stream uh then then I would say, you know, all right, take care of it, right? But it's just at this point, it's like, it's a lot of work yeah. uh, to, to try to do it. The one stream that we've done uh, yeah. was Solon, and that's because I was asked to do it by, uh, by Lopez, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we talked about doing it, and he was like, we want to give you the first stream. And I was like, well, okay, sure. I mean, like, what, I'm going to say no? Uh, so there's always a chance is what you're saying? Yeah, there's always a chance, but the thing about it is, is it tends to be like, so yeah, I mean, if you're promoting the new Wild Run record, like, let me know, I will, <laughs> I will happily do it. But the other thing about it is, is that labels don't, the, the, like, the bigger labels have, have not really reached out, mm -hmm. that I'm aware of. <laughs> well, I think part right. of the problem is everybody kind of knows you don't do streams, so nobody wants to ask you to do a stream, I think is what Yeah, so nobody asks. I mean, yeah. that, that, could be, that could be part of it, too. I like, mean, I've been asked to ask you for streams, I've been like, well, he doesn't do streams, so why would I do that? Ah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, like, uh, one of the things that I would like to get figured out here mm -hmm. uh, is how to kind of deal with my email. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, I'm writing a dissertation. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing a book, and that's my day job, and I have, you know, uh, I have a partner, and um, I'm doing a lot of other stuff. Yep. So it's like... I, I am really, really hands off on, on, on that right now. And that's not cool. That's not good. That doesn't do us any favors. I think that actually like, I mean, we, we've gotten to the point now where we we're very, we're quite big, but like, I suspect that if we were to put two or three people working on this thing full time, uh, it would be better. Right. But we're all working in our, 
Yeah, because I think we could, we could, and I think that we could, we could probably, but I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I can tell you right now, if you ever started doing the streams, you'd be getting hit up with all the big ones because pretty much any time a band gets reviewed at Angry Metal Guy, even if it's a poor review, they get lots of streams and they get lots of sales. So, yeah, that is one of the things that I think, I mean, that is one of the coolest parts about the engaged commenters. Yeah. Is that the engaged commenters, they absolutely go and they listen and they put their they put their money where their mouth is, right? Or they put their money where my mouth is. Um and it was Which doesn't both- really happen anymore. Like I just want to point this out to bands. Like a positive review on most sites doesn't translate to direct sales. I think it's because we people don't trust reviews. Well, yeah. I mean, so there's this sort of thing. I mean, this is an interesting topic. If you if you guys want to go down that rabbit hole, but we have about five minutes. But yes, okay. Well, shit. <laughs> so there's this thing that we do. Um, oh, it's the best way to say this. Uh, I think the thing, one of the things about us writing negative reviews, mm-hmm. is that it gives us credibility. Totally. So so I I think that people trust our reviews, whereas like. Uh, so I'm, I shouldn't name anybody yet, although I, if you read my Twitter, you know how I feel about some of the websites out there. Um, yeah. But like there are certain websites where it does really, like the joke is that if you get an eight out of 10 from them, it, you, you got panned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for me, like you have to kind of have uh, some sort of standard and try and trying, we, I think even sometimes mm-hmm. we deflate scores a bit. Um, and I jokingly started in the Facebook group recently. I, I published this um, this new review. I gave I gave it a three point a three out of five, and then I wrote like over under on on this being my record of the year, mm-hmm. uh, because because like it's a really good album. It was yeah. a good album, and it's the kind of album that is going to probably grow on me. Uh, and so it's entirely possible that at the end of the year I'm like, wow, I love this album. Gee, I was I was wrong. But like, um, but we we almost deflate scores in a sense. Like there's a there's there's internal pressure to try to try to hold them down because of the fact that people outside we we have the impression that everybody else is just like whatever ten out of ten, twelve out of ten, and then like when something is good, you have to use ten exclamation points because you've already used eight exclamation points for everything else. Yeah, but but I also I also feel like a big part of that because I'm definitely guilty of that, but I feel like a big part of that is tied into the fact that well in my case i like see these people and work with them and like it when they're not angry at me Um, (laughs) but also i feel like it's tied into the fact that that like there's a lot of bands who are pretty good but not really gonna go anywhere and like especially like for me i think where blogging is we have three minutes left so this is going fast now but yeah a situation where blogging is like really like a personal hobby like, I don't know, like, I'm just going to review stuff from PR people I like. And when I review yeah. stuff from PR people I like, typically those guys, A, know what I want to hear, and B, are promoting pretty good bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's, I, think it's, I think it's weird. There's enough bands well, who I like decent enough to review every day of the year. For sure. And we have this thing in, 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 the, in the group. Someone was making the argument that essentially our, um, we should have a normal distribution, right? We should have a normal curve for our for our rating and i was like but that doesn't make any sense like no our our rating should be slightly skewed positive right because like ultimately we choose things that we think we're going to like 
And generally we're taking them from bands and labels that we tend to like, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, actually we should expect there to be a positive bias on our website and, and there is a positive bias on our website because no one wants to listen to music they don't like. Yeah. Totally. So the fact that we write negative reviews is actually usually a failure on our part. We're like, wow, we thought we were going to like this and we didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Point so, B, with, with the two minutes we have left, what do you have to plug? Oh, what I have to plug? Go read my website, angrymetalguy.com. Uh, I'm going to be writing a book. You'll hear all about it in, uh, no, actually you probably won't. Follow him uh, on Twitter too. Follow me on Twitter. Um, um, That'll be linked in the show notes. Give me, give me uh trolley pull ideas. I I'm, I'm enjoying those. There we go. Hey, let's Th talk about kiss. Someone here likes kiss. Oh God. Matt I'll fucking fight you. I love kiss. <laughs> That'll be the new poll. Should angry metal guy and Matt Bacon fight about kiss? I'll think it right now. Oh, I will fight you about kiss. I will also fight you about iron maiden. If you want to get me, if you really want to troll me, troll me about iron maiden. That's okay. where I, that's, I'm such a fanboy, and I've been listening to them since I was like six. And I, and I, uh, and I, it's the only place where my subjective opinion uh, is absolutely fact. Fair enough. <laughs> this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?